Hey, good morning and welcome to Fairdale Christian Church. Guys, thank you for so much for joining us for Church Online today on Easter. Welcome to Easter at Fairdale. We're so glad you're here, that you've chosen to be with us this morning and give a little bit of your weekend to celebrate the risen Christ with us. Guys, my name is Noble. I'm the student pastor here, and I want to say thank you for being with us. Hey, if you're new, if you're checking this out, whether you're seeing this on Facebook, YouTube, Church Online, if somebody tagged you in this video or shared it, we're so glad you're here. However you found this, we hope that you enjoy the service and that it's a blessing to you. Hey, if you are new, you've been here for your first, second, or third time, we'd love for you in the chat to say, I'm new, and just connect with a host. They'd love just to get to know you just a little bit and uh, send a gift your way. It's a $5 Amazon gift card that we just want to send to you as a way of saying thank you for being with us. Hey, if you're returning, if you're a follower of Jesus, a baptized believer, we'd love for you to go ahead and get your communion elements ready, your bread and juice, your uh, you know, uh, water and potato chips, whatever you need to celebrate communion later. Go ahead and get those things for that time when we celebrate it later in service. Guys, hey, if you're looking to support the mission of the church and what Fairdale Christian is doing here on the south side of Louisville and around the world, we'd love for you to visit fairdalechristian.org backslash give to give to the church either as a one-time gift or as a recurring tithe and recurring giving, recurring giving to the church. Guys, what's going to happen? We're going to get started with worship here shortly. Uh, our worship team is going to lead us in an incredible worship experience. And then Pastor Brand is going to come forward and just he's going to bring a dynamite Easter message that we hope you're really going to enjoy. Hey, uh, our FCC Kids Ministry has fully opened back up. Our nursery wing is open and uh, we are welcoming kids back. So, hey, if you're going to be joining us in person anytime soon, we'd love for you to go ahead and get ready for your kiddos to be back in FCC Kids and worship Christ on their level. Our new lobby space is open here at the church. Uh, we're, we finished up touches on it and it's looking great. And we can't wait for you to see it uh, once you get here, uh, once you're here in person. We'd love for you to go ahead and uh, check that out when you can make it. Guys, what's gonna happen after service? We have a special new uh, touch to our live stream online experience. Following service today, we are gonna open a virtual lobby. It's a Zoom room, a Zoom call, for you to jump in if you have questions about Fairdale Christian, if you have questions about baptism or anything about what the church does or what we believe. And we'd love for you to go ahead and stop by that if you're new, just to ask you know, any questions you have, request prayer to talk to somebody. We'd love for you to go ahead and check that out following the service. You can look for that in the chat towards the end of the worship experience to hop on. Guys, we're gonna get started with worship here in about 10 seconds. Guys, thank you so much for choosing to be with us for Easter at Fairdale today. Good morning, everyone. Happy Easter. We want to invite you to stand with us this morning as we celebrate our risen King. Put our hands together. Rise and fall 
kingdoms once strong now shaken we trust forever in your name the name of jesus we trust the name of jesus you are the only king forever almighty god we
between us how high the mountain I could not climb in desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night then through the darkness your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul the work is finished the end is written Jesus Christ my living hope
God has been so good and so gracious to us. Let's be thankful today in his presence as we take communion together. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your heart. Lord, that you wouldn't just leave us, that you wouldn't just abandon us. But Lord, your work is perfect. You died on a cross. To save us, to be with us, to dwell with us. You're not a God who who dislikes us or hates us, but Lord, you pursue us, you love us deeply. Give us a good view of who you are today. We thank and praise you in Christ's name. Amen. is alive. He rose from the dead and that day, that Easter Sunday morning, that first Easter, when Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salome went to the grave expecting to anoint a dead body. They saw the angel sitting there and they said, where is Jesus? The angel said, he is not here, he is risen. I submit to you tonight that that's the greatest news the world has ever heard. He is not here. He has conquered the grave. He's alive. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that there's more proof that Jesus Christ rose from the dead than almost any other fact in Roman history. I don't believe there's a fact in ancient history today so well proven as the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But even if there was no proof, no historical proof, no scientific proof, and there is. 
I would still believe it because I believe this book is God's inspired word. And the whole early church went up and down the country preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was the thing that shook the Roman Empire. That a man had risen from the dead. That he was alive. That death could not hold him. Christ is alive. He's a living Savior. Well, welcome to Easter Sunday, and we're so thrilled to have you joining us here today, whether you're in person or those of you that are watching online, we're so excited that, that you would spend a little time with us to celebrate our risen Savior this morning, and it's a great day. Those of you who are sports fans, uh, do, do you ever miss a really big game, but you've got it recorded at home? And you play and you say, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the game. And, and the whole day, though, you're just trying your hardest to avoid talking to anybody about what happened so that you don't, because you want to watch it for yourself. You want to see what happened in real time, you know. And, and so it's like this game the whole time. It's like nobody talked to me, nobody talked to me, nobody talked to me. And uh, maybe if you missed the game last night, UCLA and, and Gonzaga, I'm just not going to say anything, but you need to watch the last second and a half. Make sure that you catch that part. But you know what it's like, and, and then maybe you slip up a little bit. You, you, you go all day, and you're, you're la, 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 nobody talked to me, nobody talked to me. And then you, you slipped, and you got on Facebook, and there it is. Somebody has spoiled it for you, and you're like, no, nah, I don't even want to watch the game anymore because I know what happened. You know, we, we love that emotional roller coaster, the ups and downs, and I think that that's the temptation for us on Easter. Because we already know the end of the story. You know, we're, we're looking back in hindsight. We already know that Jesus is alive. We know that he was crucified and that he burst back to life. That is a settled issue for us today. If we're not careful. Sometimes I think we can lose something when we come to a day like today. Because you just cheer differently when you know what's going to happen, don't you? It just changes it a little bit. There's more confidence and maybe we get a little too comfortable. And I'm not saying that we need to be biting our nails off today. We, we are confident and we, we know these things. We know that we serve a living Savior. But I don't want us to miss the best part about today. And the best part about today is that because of the resurrection of Jesus, we have hope. He has given us hope. And this is what I know is true, is that every one of us in this room today, we're all walking through different things that have caused some fear. And maybe we're a little worried and there's a little bit of nail biting and there may be a few sleepless nights. Some of us are going through relationship stuff. And it's just brokenness and brokenness. And you think that there is no way that this is ever going to get on the right track. And maybe... Maybe I'm just messed up. Maybe nobody could love me. You know, maybe I've got flaws and it just seems impossible. Some of us are going through health problems and it seems like I'm never going to be free from this pain. This is just, I guess, what I just have to resign myself to the fact that this is the way life is always going to be and I'll never be happy again and I'll never get to do the things that I want to do and I put it off too long and now I won't be able to do those things. Some of us are, are dealing with loss and we've had to say goodbye to someone that we love so much and it just feels crushing. 
Like your heart's just been ripped out of your chest. It's just, I'll never feel whole again. And then I, I hear about heaven. And man, I sure hope I make it there. And I hope that I, that, that we're, I see that person again because it just feels hopeless and impossible. That's the most important part about Easter. It's on this day that we know historically that a man who claimed to be God was murdered. He was executed by the Roman government. He was put in a tomb. And three days later, something happened to his body. And there's never been a good answer to that. What happened? Why, why is his body gone? It was never accounted for. And the question that you and I have to wrestle through today is, is he alive? Because is, if he's alive, that changes everything. Because if he's alive, then that means that everything, every word he spoke, everything he taught, everything that's written in this book is true. And that means something. That, that's weighty for my life. And if he is alive today, that means that I will live again too. That there's a life to come. What seemed impossible has happened. And if the impossible has happened, then we have hope for our lives. No matter what we're walking through today, no matter how difficult it seems, no matter what you are experiencing today, whatever you have drug in this place behind you, you have hope. If Jesus is alive, that means that I can face tomorrow because I know that he lives. Because I know that there's something more to this life. I love the scripture in Psalm 20, verse 7. Just a little verse, but it says that some nations boast of their chariots and their horses. You know, they're, they're proud of what they have and their abilities and what they can do. But, he, but it says that we boast in the name of the Lord our God. We boast in the name of the Lord our God because we know the outcome. We know what happened on this day 2,000 years ago. And we look back with confidence. And we look forward with hope because we know the end of the story. When you walk with God, you can boast in your wins to come. You can be grateful for that, not because you're capable, but because God is capable. And no matter what you're going through, he always has a purpose. And he's working in you just beneath the surface, just behind the scenes. And you can't see it. And you may not even experience or know, know what's happening or recognize that anything's going on, but he's working. One of the greatest quotes I ever heard talked about the Saturday in between Good Friday and Easter. This day of in between. And what do we do? Some people call it Holy Saturday. What, what is that all about? And I, I heard a quote someone once said. They said, Saturday reminds us that the silence of God does not equal the absence of God. He's at work. I love this quote from Tim Keller. It says that Christ's resurrection not only gives you hope for the future, but it gives you hope to handle your scars right now. He is present. He is working. Matthew 28, the scripture, this is what it says. It says, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and rolled aside the stone and he sat on it. And his face shone like lightning. His clothing was as white as snow and the guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. And then the angel spoke to the women 
He said, don't be afraid. I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. He's risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come and see where his body was laying. And then after they'd seen the empty space there, they'd seen the the grave clothes with no body. It says that the, the angel said, now I want you to go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and that he's going ahead of you to Galilee and you will see him there. Then he says this curious statement. He says, remember what I've told you. Remember, don't forget this. And you think, how could they forget? Remember, don't be afraid. Remember what I've told you. You know what I think is so interesting about the resurrection? Over and over and over again, you see the words, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Those are some terrifying moments. You know, we, uh, we, we all know about terrifying moments. The most, the most terrifying moment in my life so far was 11, almost 12 years ago when my second child, our son Jacob, was born. But there's a little problem because normally when a baby is born, they're, they're facing down. And Jacob, if you've ever met my son, you know that he just kind of walks a different path. So, of course, he had to be born. He came out. His first thing was, I'm going to be different from everybody else. He was facing up. The doctor called him a stargazer, which made it difficult for him to, to come down the birth canal. Every time Megan would have a contraction, she would push. He just wasn't moving. He wouldn't, he wouldn't move. And they're monitoring his heart rate. And Megan is having all these contractions. And we're standing there. And it's, I notice this has taken a, a, kind of a long time. And, and the doctors and nurses are being patient. But, but all of a sudden, I'm watching the screen, his heart rate's going, you can see all that. All of a sudden, it just dropped. It just kind of dropped through the floor, and the doctor's tone changed immediately. He went from being Mr. Nice, oh, come on, we're going to get through this. Okay, you ready? Now take a deep breath. All of a sudden, he's like, now, now listen, Mrs. Hatfield, push. Now, when I tell you to push, you push. I'm saying you push, and you're going to do it right now. I mean, he's just all of a sudden barking out orders, and the nurses are scrambling, and they're rushing to get equipment, and I, my heart just sank. And I'm wondering, what's going on? I, I, I don't know. This is all new to me. I, I'm not sure what to do. And I'm, I'm beginning to wonder to myself, am I going to, to meet my son? And the doctor yelled at Megan one last time. He said, now push! And she pushed just enough that his head emerged and they were able to unwrap the umbilical cord from around his neck and deliver him. And they quickly took him to a table and they started shoving hoses down his nose into his lungs and sucking out fluid and all this. And, and I'm looking at my son and this, this team of doctors and nurses around him, and I'm thinking, what is going to happen? And then I heard him just take this big gasp of breath, and he let out the loudest scream you've ever heard any kid in your life. And it was a beautiful sound. It was terrifying for me. Some of you have had a terrifying moment. Or a terrifying year. It's so easy to forget the great hope that we have, not just for heaven, but for this life. The hope that we have today. I love the scripture. The angel said, remember what I've told you. Don't forget this. Remember because it's so easy to forget. 
It's so easy when there's, when there's trouble or we're afraid or we have doubts or something. There's some temptation that creeps in. It's so easy to forget. I love the next verse. It says that the women ran quickly from the tomb. They're running. They're running as fast as they can. It says they were very frightened, but they were also filled with great joy. Maybe you can identify with that. They're frightened, scared to death, but they're filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message for a very brief moment. I was frightened that I might lose my son before I even had the chance to meet him. But when he screamed, when I heard him let out that cry, I was still frightened, but I was also filled with great joy. I really identify. I know exactly what that feels like. And many of you do too when you're confused when you're not sure, are we out of the woods yet or not? You know, what's happening? What's, right, what's up around the corner? These women were at the tomb. They didn't know what was going on. It's so hard for us. We're, we're kind of like the, the guy that, you know, I was waiting for the ball game, but now I know the outcome, and so I'm not watching it with the same set of eyes anymore. We're looking at this 2,000-year-old account, and we know the ending. We know that Jesus comes back. We know all about the announcements and, and everything that he said and did, and then he ascends back into heaven. And we know that we're waiting we're waiting for his return. He's going to come again. But, but I'm afraid that we miss something in there. And the thing that we really miss is how crushing those three days must have felt. For Jesus' followers, they were not expecting resurrection. They thought it was over. Jesus was dead. We've been following him for three years. And now it's come to an end. And we didn't expect this to happen. And they're afraid for their lives. And the world is broken and it's dark and it's painful and hopeless. And then something happened. And they were frightened. But they were also filled with great joy. You know what that is? That's a burst of hope. That's when I thought it was over. Turns into something has happened. That's when it's impossible turns to, I can't believe that this has happened. There's no explanation for this. And, and the thing that I'm describing to you right now is exactly what Jesus wants to bring into your life. Romans 10, one of my favorite verses of scripture, verses 9 and 10. It says that if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you're made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you're saved. And the thing that we forget is that we're not just saved for eternity. Although we are, we are saved and, and secure. And one day we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever and be reunited with loved ones. We're not just saved in the life to come, but we're saved in this life too. We are saved for here and now. The Bible says you're saved from those old destructive patterns. Those old things that are tripping you up and they're keeping you from your best and you just keep knocking your head against the wall. And why do I keep struggling with this? Why do I keep doing this? Why am I so broken? Right here in this world, the things that are afflicting you, God says, you can be saved from those things. The things that you think you'll never get over. It's impossible for me to get over. No, it's not. And the empty tomb is one of the greatest testimonies to the truth that God specializes in doing the impossible. But we say... There's no way. God says, I'll make a way. It can happen. It will happen. With God, all things are possible. And Jesus says, if you come to me, I will rescue you. 
I will save you in this life and in the life to come. And so these women who were at the tomb of Jesus, they see an angel. He tells them that he's alive. There's an interesting thing in there. I, I, uh, I did a study this week. It says that the angel rolled the stone away and sat on it. And I was like, why did he sit on the stone? Nobody really has a good answer for that. I, pers- personal opinion, I think it was a mic drop. I think he sat on it like, come on. Just come and check. I dare you to come here and, and, and try to find Jesus. But he's there. The angel gives them this, uh, this, this explanation. He says, Jesus is alive. They're confused. They're still a little frightened, but they're filled with joy. They start running to tell the disciples what's happened. And this is what happens next in verse 9. It says that as they went, as the women are running, Jesus met them. He was there. And they ran to him and they grasped his feet. Again, you got to put yourself in there. They've been crushed three days. It's over. Then they go to the tomb. Now it's confusing. There's an angel. I'm terrified. But maybe something's happened. Then they see him. They fall at his feet and worship him. And then Jesus says those words again. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You know, this whole resurrection account throughout it, I see two phrases over and over again. Don't be afraid and come and see. Don't be afraid. But come see for yourself. Come and look with your eyes. Look, come and find. I want you to see this. The angel said, don't be afraid. Come and see where Jesus was laying. See for yourselves. He's not here anymore. A little later in the story in the book of Luke, Jesus appears to his disciples. And he says the same thing to them. He says, don't be afraid. But look at my hands. Look at my, look at my feet. Look at, look at where the, the, the nails were. Come and see. It's me. It's really me. And you know, that's exactly what I know holds so many of us back from following Jesus. I look out into this room, and I'm so excited to see some of you. Some of you I haven't seen in a year, and it's so great to see you. Others of you, we're here every week, but we're still struggling. We still can't seem to figure this out. But I, I believe that there's really two things that hold us back from really following Jesus, and that's fear or doubt. Either I'm afraid or I'm, I've got some questions. I, I'm, I'm not so sure about that. And it's, those things hold us back from not only giving our life to Jesus, they hold us back in other ways too. Your relationships are suffering because you're afraid or you've got doubts. Your health is suffering and you're afraid or you've got doubts. Your emotional wellness is suffering and all because you're afraid and you have doubts. And you know what? You're in great company. You're in great company. After Jesus rose from the dead, the disciples were so afraid that when the women came back and said, guys, we've seen an angel. We have seen it with our own eyes. He's not there. The tomb is empty. He he said he's alive. We saw it. Luke 24 verse 11 says of the disciples, but the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. Just like a man, right? (laughs) I I think you got it wrong. No, no, no. (laughs) Then later on, Jesus appears to some of the disciples. Jesus shows up. says, hey guys, look, it's me. I told you this was going to happen. And he says, "Look, just look at me. Look at my hands. Look at my feet. And the Bible says that still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. And then there's this guy named Thomas. We call him Doubting Thomas. 
Thomas, he's just, he's just so particular. He's just so specific. I mean, he's just so hard-headed. In John 20, the Bible says that they told him. They said, Thomas, we've seen the Lord. We're not lying. We're not making it up. We've seen him. But he replied, I won't believe it until I see the nail wounds in his hands and I put my fingers into them and I place my hand into the wound in his side. So then Jesus shows up again. And verse 27 says, Jesus said to Thomas, he said, here, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound in my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. And Thomas exclaims, he says, my Lord and my God. And then Jesus said these beautiful words in verse 29. He told him, you believe because you have seen me. But blessed are those who believe without seeing me. That's you and me. Our Lord says we're blessed. We are blessed because we believe because we haven't yet put our hands in his nail-scarred hands. But we will one day. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me. If you find yourself in a crisis today, if you find yourself in a crisis of faith, a crisis of, I don't know what to do next. This seems impossible. I don't know if I have reason to hope anymore. What would the Lord say to you? You ever wonder that? If God could send you an email, if he could shoot you a text, what would he say specifically into your situation? I wonder that all the time. God, what, do you, what would you say? What would you say? What would you say? This seems impossible. I, I don't know what to do. If God would speak to us, what would he say? Well, the good news is he does. He does speak directly into our life. He specializes in showing up in the dark and dead spaces in your life. And I believe he says the same words to us today that he said then. Don't be afraid. Come and see. Don't be afraid. Come and see. Check it out for yourself. Jesus said, blessed are those who believe without seeing me. See, our faith is not without evidence. It's not an issue of whether or not there's evidence to support it. And our faith is it's, it's not, you know, close your eyes, check your brain at the door, and just follow blindly. That's not what, that's not what this is. And we could go into a, a long laundry list of reasons and evidence that we have for the resurrection. Say, this is not a fairy tale. This is a reality. This is a historical event. But God says, come to me. Seek me. Follow me. Keep leaning in. Keep digging. Keep asking, keep praying, keep asking questions, keep searching. And God says in his word that if you'll do that, if you will continue to ask those hard questions and you will continue to lean in and you will continue to say, I, I need to know, are you there? Are you not? What do I do? And, and you keep digging. He says, you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, some of us, we just don't want to ask. We'd rather just be content to just live my life and not ask the question and just sort of mosey around and fill my world with so many distractions that I don't have to wonder and I don't have to worry and I don't have to think about anything else. I'll just distract myself and not ask these questions. And God says, if you will ask, if you will search, if you will dig, if you will seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you. And that's the truth this morning. Blessed are those who believe without seeing. We are blessed because we have placed our faith in the finished work of the cross of Jesus. 
I read a story several years ago, a true story, about a missionary in Brazil. And he served a, this native tribe that was out in this remote part of the jungle. And so they, they didn't have a lot of exposure to the rest of the world. They're kind of a secluded tribe. And uh, the article said that there was an outbreak of this contagious disease. Sounds familiar? They said there's this outbreak of this disease that was affecting so much of the population of the tribe. And the missionary determined that the only hope was to take the tribe to a hospital in another part of the jungle. Of course, none of them had ever been there. They didn't know anything of hospitals. But they needed to be treated. But the problem was, in order to reach the hospital, they had to cross this river. It wasn't, very, it wasn't that it was all that deep or dangerous, but they believed that this tribe, they refused to cross that river because they believed that the waters were inhabited by evil spirits. So no one would go near it and certainly wouldn't step into it. And the missionary explained to them how he had crossed the water and nothing had happened to him. He said, you know, this is okay, it will be safe, but they still refused to cross. They wouldn't, wouldn't go near it. And he led them to the river, and he stuck his hand down in the water and said, see, look, nothing's happening. I'm okay, I'm okay, it's all right. But they were still too afraid. And then he walked out knee deep into the water. He said, look, guys, I, I'm okay. Nothing's, there's no boogeyman here. I'm okay, it's all right. And they still wouldn't budge. Finally, this missionary turned around, and he dove into the water, swam underneath the surface, you know, kind of doing that swim till he got to the other side. And then he burst up through the water with his hands and fists in the air. And he said, see, in this moment of triumph. And the people said that they broke out into cheers. They were crying and cheering. And then they followed him across. Jesus emerged from a grave that represented the fear of death and the guilt of sin. We are hopeless without the resurrection of Christ. But he emerged from that grave and he thrust his fist into the air with the triumph of resurrection and someday he will call us to follow him across. The way has been made safe. Don't be afraid. Come and see. They did not expect resurrection. Peter and John ran to the tomb. They didn't know what they were getting ready to find. The women, certainly, they went there to anoint a dead body. They weren't expecting the, the stone to be rolled away and an angel to be sitting there. Thomas, he refused to believe until he said, I've got to see it for myself. The Bible says even when they did, even when they saw the empty tomb, they were confused. Nobody immediately assumed a resurrection because nobody expected it. It wasn't on their radar. And then Jesus appeared alive, whole. And resurrected, and he said to them, don't you remember? Man, you forgot real quick, guys. Three days, and it's all out, your, it's all out the window with you. I told you what to expect. And, and this is the thing. This is, this is the point that I really hope that you understand today. Is that at some point in our lives, we have to transfer our weight away from what we're trusting in to get us into heaven. We've got to stop relying on our own goodness. Or I'm a pretty good person. Or I, I think I'm okay. Or I think, I think it's all right. I, I think God will let me in. We've got to transfer away from that. And we've got to trust in what Jesus did on our behalf. 
That means that I say, Lord, I know what you did. It was for me. This is no longer about what I do. It's about what he's done. Don't be afraid. Come and see.
Fairydale family. Hey, I hope that you enjoyed our worship experience today. I hope that you enjoyed being with us for Easter at Fairydale. Uh, we know that it's been a great celebration here on our campus here at Fairydale Christian. And uh, we hope that today's service was a blessing to you, that uh, you were encouraged by Pastor Brandon's message, that the worship, uh, time of worship just lifted your spirit. And, uh, and today, as we celebrate the risen Christ, that you celebrated with the same joy that we did here in this house. Guys, hey, if you're new, we'd love to connect with you. You can say, I'm new in the chat. Uh, if you're looking to maybe take a next step today, maybe you were encouraged or led by something in the service, uh, we'd love for you to go ahead and get ready to take that next step and for us to come alongside you and help you take that step. Whether it's serving, finding a group, taking a step of baptism, or saying yes to Jesus for the first time, we'd love for you to go ahead and take that step. You can visit FairdaleChristian.org and on the homepage select the button that fits you best. Or, guys, we have a special experience following uh, this service. Uh, it's a virtual lobby. It's a Zoom room for you to connect online with us. We've got hosts that are going to be there to answer any questions that you might have uh, to share with you about our kids and youth ministries uh, here at the church and to be able to help you take next steps in your relationship with the Lord. Guys, thank you so much for being with us today for Easter at Fairdale. We'll see you next Sunday.